open the door. Last week, after it rained, I was driving to the Newman Center, uh, just kind of from the rectory downtown, turned on Humphreys, and right there by Wheeler Park, I noticed there was a homeless man. And he was lying there on the ground on the sidewalk with his feet sticking out into the street. And it made me think about, I know it just rained, maybe he got wet, and he's, now that the sun is out, he's trying to just warm up and, um, and get some sleep on the street. And I, I kind of, it was a conscious choice to, to actually notice him. I allowed myself to see him, and, and I immediately turned to God, and I was like, God, I don't, I don't know who this man is, I don't know his story, and I just said a prayer for him. I, I, didn't, I didn't stop. I didn't pull over and see if he needed something. But I, I felt convicted that, I, I, in a sense, I, I felt uncomfortable. And, and it was interesting because I notice in my own life, there's not many times that I feel uncomfortable. I'm, I can't remember ever being really hungry or worrying about whether I could pay the rent or not. I do feel uncomfortable. I, it's very easy for me to stay in this building and be comfortable. Sometimes I feel uncomfortable when I go to campus and, uh, you know, in different situations. But I'm not very uncomfortable very often. And I actually, I remember thinking in that moment, like, Lord, Help me never get comfortable with what I'm seeing right now. I pray that it always bothers me when I see somebody sleeping on the ground, a homeless person on the streets. But, but then I had this thought, too. It's interesting. I said, you know, but we have, it has bothered me in the past, and um, I give money to Catholic charities and to St. Vincent de Paul. We, and we have resources here in this town. And they open their door to people who want to help. Even in, I helped out in Phoenix as a seminarian at Andre House, and they have a home where people can come and live there for, you know, a couple months as they find a job. And St. Joseph the Worker will help them get a job. And it's like there's actually resources for people. But the people have to be open to receiving the help. Right? And we thought that, right? Is, is this person, there are actually people that want to help this person, but they have to be open to receiving the help. But the question on my conscience that I have to answer before God is Am I willing to open the door to helping this person? Am I willing to open the door to help the other one? The other. Jesus tells a really hard parable today about the rich man who dines sumptuously. I'd like to dine sumptuously. I don't drink wine in bowls, but uh, a glass is nice, you know? But Jesus, he's, he's talking, he's taking it to him. That here's this poor man who's lying at his door, who's so hungry that he would have gladly eaten the scraps from his table. Which, which actually means that this man was open to receiving the scraps. 
But the rich man, who we don't even know his name, wasn't willing to open the door and give the scraps. And so now, he who is comfortable in this life is tormented in the next. So is, is it wrong to be comfortable? We, we live, we'd love to be comfortable. We're so, we're averse to being uncomfortable. Which, which is actually part of our training as Catholics, right? We have Lent. Um, and, and on one hand, we love Lent. On the other hand, we hate Lent, right? You know, like to go without meat on Fridays, to go with these other sacrifices. It's really hard. But what are we doing? We're, we're choosing to make ourselves uncomfortable to remind my, ourselves that we're not made for this life. And that, that when I'm comfortable, if I'm good... If I don't need anything, then what happens is without realizing it, I close the door to God. And, and it doesn't have to be like monetarily, but it can be, hey, can I, can I help you with that? No, I'm good. I don't need any help. When God is the one who, who wants to help, the one who, who, who reaches out, that that Jesus is talking about, he's highlighting that if we're not careful, we can become so comfortable that we lose sight of our brother who's uncomfortable, who's the discomfort of our brother. That, that we can miss him right in front of us. But here's the thing, Jesus doesn't miss him. Jesus knows his name. Lazarus. Jesus comes to comfort him. Jesus comes to help him. Jesus wants to come to the one who needs help. The Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, perfectly content in himself for all eternity, sees you and I stuck in sin and chooses to leave the safety, if you will, of heaven and to come down to become man where he can suffer. That Jesus chooses to suffer. Jesus chooses to be uncomfortable so that I would know him with me in my suffering. That Jesus comes and he extends the hand. In Revelation 3 we hear, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He who opens the door, I will come in and have supper with him. That God is the one who reaches out to us and says, I want to I enter into your mess. I want to enter into your life. I want to dine with you. And, and I will actually bring the food. I will bring myself as food. And all I ask from you is to open the door and let me in. You don't have to. But I, I want to come and be with you in your, in your brokenness, in your, in your loneliness, in your anxiety, in your depression, in your hunger, and in your thirst for meaning. And so it's not until that moment of discomfort that, that the rich man who says, Father Abraham, have pity on me, like have compassion, like help me. And so... When he's tormented, he finally opens up and asks for help. Which might be why God allows 
us to be tormented at times in this life. Allows us to be hungry. Allows us to be frustrated, to feel isolated, alone, disconnected. Because maybe he wants us to become aware of his desire for connection, to satisfy us, to help us. And if I'm good, then I don't need that. But if I'm needy, if I'm suddenly aware of my need, that maybe that opens me up to the God who wants to help me. That, that maybe it's not my job to save myself, but there's another who wants to help me. It's interesting that in Matthew 25, Jesus says, whatever you do to the least of these, you do for me. How do we love the God we cannot see? By loving our neighbor whom we can see. Who's the neighbor we can see? There's a lot of people, even on this campus, who feel invisible. There's probably people in this church today. I'm here, and nobody would know if I wasn't here today. And I say that because God sees us. God loves us. And he invites you and I to love him in noticing him in the people around us. Sometimes there's this thought people will share. But sometimes we don't always talk, right? I remember this focused missionary was sharing this story with me. One day, she, um, a couple years back, she was walking through campus. It was the first week of school, and she's meeting this freshman. And, hey, how are you? What's your name? Um, where are you from? And she had asked a few questions. And all of a sudden, this freshman, was, they were walking. And all of a sudden, the freshman just stopped. And she says, you don't have to do this. And she's like, do what? <laughs> she said, you know, everybody's all nice and they're asking you, what's your name, where are you from, what you're studying? Like everybody asks you these things, but nobody's actually listening. And this missionary paused and said, you know, um, yeah, it stinks when no one's listening, but you told me this and that you want this because of this and that you're from here, and that you're enjoying being here because of this. And that's important to me, and I'm really glad that you shared that with me. And the girl just started crying. Because in our world, it's really hard to find a good listener. It's really hard to find somebody who actually is willing to open the door to us and care about us. But it also takes a part, our part to be willing to open the door. That it's, it's a two-way street. That's kind of what I'm getting at here today. That there's a choice of whether I open the door to the other. And there's a choice whether I allow myself to be known by the other. That there's a choice to open myself up in my neediness, in my brokenness, in my vulnerability to be known by the other. And it's precisely that act that builds friendship. People say, well, I'm having a really hard time making friends this year, Father. I was like, yeah, it's hard. Because it requires two people who both are willing to be open and vulnerable and have an interest in getting to know each other. But if I'm good, if I'm comfortable, if I'm in my own world and I don't need anything, if I don't need people, well, then I'm, I'm not going to encounter anybody. 
And so maybe other people don't want to encounter me, but you know what? I'm going to keep reaching out. I'm going to keep knocking on the door. I'm going to keep opening my door. I'm going to keep bouncing the ball and seeing who wants to bounce it back and have a relationship. Does this resonate with you? Does this make sense? In opening the door to the other, we're opening the door to Christ. That's our invitation. Jesus is the one who comes to us, who loves us, who wants to help. When St. John Paul II was elected Pope, at his inauguration mass, his first homily as Pope, October 22nd, 1978, these are the words he had for the people of God. Open wide the doors to Christ. That Christ is the one who wants to give us everything. But it's my choice in God's freedom as to whether I choose to open the door to receive that gift. The Pope says, do not be afraid to open the doors to his saving power. That Jesus comes with his saving power, with his healing. And my invitation is, no matter how ashamed or broken I feel, is to open the doors to the one who loves me.